Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. Well, what's up, Purpose Church? Pastor Dustin here. And I just wanted to just give you a quick update and just let you know that my family and I, we're in Gatlinburg this week, a trip that we have planned as a family, and we're excited to be down there. But I'll just tell you that we left you in some good hands today because one of our overseers, a pastor to me, uh, me and Pastor Tony and Miss Jen and Allie and I, we go way back. And I'll just tell you, get ready for a treat today as he's continuing our series called Making History. He's going to be talking about the names of Jesus. And so I can't wait to hear the message that God has put on Pastor Tony's heart. So if you don't mind, honor is our posture. Celebration is our response. Let's jump up on our feet and let's welcome to the Purpose Church platform, Pastor Tony Adams. Well, thank you. You can you can be seated. You can be seated. Let, let's just start our day in prayer, shall we? Father, what a wonderful time of worship that we've had. And we thank you for the opportunity just to come and to open up your word and to see what you have to say to us. So right now, God, we just ask you to open our minds to your scripture. Open our eyes to the wonders of your word and your miracles. Open our ears to be attentive. And God, I ask you that you open my mouth and put words in there that I can boldly proclaim the mystery of your gospel. Let our hearts be attentive to what you would have to say to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Y'all, y'all, man, I'm proud of y'all. Uh, you, this is a good-looking group. You know, they were, they were concerned earlier that it would just be me and them. But uh, y'all actually turned out even, you know, it is. I don't know what time it is. So somebody, somebody needs to fix that. Uh, it, it's been a long time, but I, I don't know what time it is. I woke up this morning. I'm pumped, you know, Saturday, I'm pumped, I'm, I'm going to get to preach today, and I'm scared to death because he wants me to preach on the names of Christ, and I don't know what I'm going to say. So, Kyle, to 3 o'clock this morning, well, I didn't know, I woke up this morning. Man, I'm ready. All right. Look at my clock. 3 a.m. Oh, Lord, here we go. And then I don't know what if it's three. I don't know if it's three a.m. Is it three a.m. Is it four a.m. Do you trust i? Did you trust the iPhone that it actually did change? You know, do y'all ever feel that way? You know, okay, they say they're gonna change it, but are they really gonna change it? So I have to get up and go into the kitchen to check the microwave because I know I changed it. So a little lack of trust there, right? A little lack of trust. The names. Of Jesus, I love that song. It works perfectly. Stephen, thank you for that song, and Monica and everybody else, because that really works. I'm, I'm sure they probably planned that. I, I didn't, but but you know, come alive in the name of Jesus. 
So he asked me, he said, oh, we're making history. And I want you to talk about, you know, how, how Jesus and his names made, you know, literally changed history. I said, okay. So how do we do that? Well, John chapter 1. It's the best place I can think of for us to go to try to figure out the names of Jesus. Now, there's, there's so many names. You can't just preach, you know. I could have picked a few of them. You know, the Lamb of God, the Son of God, the Son of Man. Truth, light. I mean, there's just so many names. You know, some, some scholars say there's 400 and something names, you know, referencing to Jesus in the Bible. I'd lose all y'all if I did that many. I'd lose myself if I did that many. But, you know, a name tells you a lot about a person. And it used to actually tell you more about a person than it does today. I mean, today our names don't mean anything other than our mom and daddy liked it, Right? That's about all it, all it means. How many of y'all know what the meaning of your name is? Oh, man, that, that's pretty good. There's more of you than, than I, that makes me feel bad. I should have Googled and found out what my name means because I don't really have any idea. I'm one of those, and I'm one of those confused ones. I, they call me one name, and it ain't even my name. I'm just glad they call me that instead of some of the other stuff I hear sometimes, all right? You never know. A name means a lot. But, you know, especially in the Bible, the, a name spoke of the character. It spoke of the integrity. It spoke of the compassion. It spoke of, the, uh, it spoke of, of everything about that person. Even today when we think about a name, I mean, I can, you know, I can throw a name out there, you know, to you, and, and you're going you're gonna to think of about, about Pastor Dustin. See, you automatically, you know, I mean, I, I'm not good with, I'm not good with star. But even if, you know, people that have just a single name, you know, Mozart, Cher, Rihanna, Madonna. Hey, there you go, Madonna. That would be pretty good. Um, I, you know, Hitler, Eisenhower, Oprah. I mean, you're going to have some kind of image, you know, Aristotle. We all have an image of when a name comes about. And, and when we think about Jesus, we have that same thing. When you think about Christ, you have an image of who he is. And so even for him, for us, we're going to look at it two ways. Your name will mean something to someone. My question for you today is what does your name mean to those that know you? What does your name mean to this world? That's your personal question. But overall, we're going to look at the names of Christ, and we're going to say, what does the name of Christ mean to us? Because a name magnifies who a person is. And so the easiest way I could think of to do that is not to break down the names of Jesus, is to, is to look at it this way with you. And so you might need to write this down. The names of Jesus relate to him in three different areas. It relates to his deity. It relates to his humanity, or it relates to his mission. And so what I want us to do is look at John chapter 1 this morning, and we're just going to kind of look at that briefly and see how we can see that in Scripture, that in his deity, he changed humanity. And in his humanity, he created his mission. And in his mission, he gave me and you a purpose. Let me say that again for you, all right? In, in his deity, he created, or in his deity, he changed humanity. And in his humanity, he created his mission. 
And in his mission, he created, or we find, our purpose. John chapter 1, y'all turn there with me or you can look at the screens. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He wasn't or was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, from the Father full of grace and truth. And so real quick, just want to look at these few areas about that because you see it all begins with his deity now that's a large subject i i'm i'm probably not the most qualified but i because i just have a hard time wrapping my head around uh his deity and how big he is i mean the sovereignty of god the idea that when i speak jesus name and i speak of god not only am i speaking of 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 the son but i'm speaking of the father and i'm speaking of the holy spirit his wholeness, the majesty of who he is. When, when John wrote this and he says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, he is the word. That's just one of his names. That's, that's how we relate to him. And in everything he is, in all of creation, in his deity, we see him as not only being who he is, but it, John relates to us in his preexistence. I mean, so we think of pre we think of preexistence as you know, like Genesis one one. You know, in the beginning God created, right? Well, the reality of it is, when John speaks of this, he says, "In the beginning was." He's speaking beyond what me and you understand as creation of this world, because he's always existed. And so, from the beginning of whatever time that the time doesn't start because it already was. That's when he was. If y'all can explain that and wrap your head around that, y'all help me out because that's just, I mean, that's bigger than my, my brain will contend, contain. You know, all I can think of is in time. Like, you know, daylight saving times. I see, I'm still on that. All in his time, but it was his preexistence. He was, his deity was there. Jesus, John located Jesus' existence in eternity past with God. And see, even in our words, it doesn't do us justice because we have to use words that are finite, and he's infinite. 
And so he even speaks of that. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. So we, talk, we see his preexistence. We see his relationship with his Father, and the Word was God. So we see his eternality. And then you get to verse 3, and he talks about all things were made through him. So we see him as a creator. And so his deity, we see his eternal relationship with the Father and his existence before creation. And all that wrapped together. That's his deity. What is that? That's his name. That's who he is. That's the word. And then he uses another term. He says, and not only the word, but he calls him light. And so that is, and the light was life. And where did the life come from? The life came from the word. Man, that's all deep. But that's his name. And you see, the reality of it is, is that when we think about his name and we think about and put all of that together and, and try to wrap around it. Here's, a, here's really the, the idea that you, we really have to hold on to this morning. How you view Christ's deity and how you view his, his humanity determines your view of who Christ is. Now, I'm going to break that down, but listen to me. How you view his deity and how you view his humanity, and not only that, how you view his mission. Because you see, it all connects together. And how you view that determines who you see Christ as being. And if you have a very small view of Christ, if, if you'll never grasp the complete understanding, you'll never grasp it anyway, but you, your, your, your view of who he is will be so small that it won't affect who you are in your life and you'll miss your purpose. Because you see, it's in his deity that we begin to understand and to realize that not only who his deity is, but we understand who we are. Because see, you were created with a purpose. And your purpose was, is found in him. And what is in him? In him is his name and his deity as we call him the word. And so that's where we find that. Even him as creator, we see that, that in his creation, the reason he created was because he loved you. That, that's why he created. He created because he loves you. The Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, they all got together and they said, let us create man in our image. He loves you. And, then, and then so he created man and, then, and man, man and woman and they sinned and, they, and it, it separated them from God. And they said, okay, that's all right. We understand that. So now let me send my own son in, 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 not, from his deity and create in him humanity so that in, in his humanity I can connect all the people of the world back to me because I love you that much. That's his name. That's what his name means to us. Philippians, it tells us this in verse 16. It says, for by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority. All things have been created through him. We all know that, but watch the next word, and for him. You see, we're all created. We're all here for one purpose, and that's really to honor and to glorify God. 
That's our purpose is why we created. That's why that's where we find our fulfillment. That's where we find the true joy of our lives. If you've never experienced that, I'd like to introduce you to my Jesus today. Because when you understand who he is and you understand this, what salvation is and that he's the only one that can provide you salvation, not only from this world but from yourself, that's when you begin to understand the names of Jesus and his deity and his humanity. You see, we were created for him. Paul's put it this way, for me to live is Christ, but to die is, and the only way you can understand that the only way that you can die and it to be gain is for you to appreciate what you're going to experience after you die more than what you're going to experience here. And so here it is for you. Listen, if you are more concerned about what happens in this world than you are about what's going to happen to you afterwards, if there's more joy than what you find in this world, than what you, you think you may find afterwards, reevaluate what you see in the names of, of Jesus. Because for me to live, as Paul said, is Christ. Live, that word live there, I'm, I'm kind of sidetracked here, but that word live is zoe. That makes me sound smart. I just read that out of a commentary somewhere years and years ago. But it means, but it means Breath. It means the essence of breath. For me to live, Zoe, is breath. So just think of your life as one big breath. It's like I need to breathe right now. It's breath. For me to live is what? It's, it's Christ. For me to live, my very essence is to live for Christ. But even if I don't live and I die, I still gain because I still gain Christ. And so Christ being one of his names in his humanity, I still experience the name of Christ in everything that I do. You see, that's why his deity is important. You were created for encountering God, and you will never be satisfied until you continually live in the experience for which he's created you. See, some of y'all need to ponder that this afternoon because, you know, life really began to mean more to me when I began to realize that in everything that I do and who I am and who I meet and what I think and my actions and my attitude and, and, and my character and, and all that kind of stuff, it, 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 it means much more when I look at it through the light of who Jesus is. Why? Because as Hebrew tells us, he upholds all things by the word of his power. His deity changed our humanity. You see, look in verse 4 there. He says, in him was life. Was life, was zoe. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. So he throws out another name for Jesus here. He says, yeah, we call him word, but we can also call him light. Because it's just another visual, visualization. It's a picture of who he is. And so John says, okay, let me explain to you, and let me show you what it means to have the name of Jesus as life. And he says, life in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So what's the life of men mean? Well, he's, he's, he, he's Jesus, he's, the, he's God, he's the creator. But not only is he's life, so he's the sustainer. And then, he, you know, and, and, and not only is he life and light, but he, he's, who he, he's our provider, in verse 5, he says, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 9 there, it says, There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens 
every man. What does that mean? It just means that we're looking at the names of Christ and we can see deity in, in, in his name. Is that in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. We see his deity. But John automatically turns around and says, not only do I want you to see his deity, I want you to see his humanity. Because in his deity, he changes humanity. He changes everything. Because you see, the only reason that he came was for change. Why is that? Because you were separated from God. And God said, I, 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 need, I need my people close to me. And I need to know that I need, they need to know me intimately. And, and God, and that's kind of a big picture, but, you know, you think of God, you think of the otherness of God. I mean, he's out there, the sovereignty out there in the universe, right? That's kind of the picture we have of God. Well, then we have God found in Jesus, and he says, okay, I want to connect my people intimately. I want them to know me relationally. I want them, I want to, them to understand and know that, that I understand and I've experienced everything in life that they're going to experience, that I understand and I know the thoughts that they're having and the struggles that they're having, and I can comprehend the difficulties and the strongholds, and I know what, the, I know what love is, and I know what hope is, but I also know what fear is, and I know what anxiety is, and I know everything that they're going to experience. And so not only do I want them to know me in my deity and have a very large picture of the sovereignty, the majesty of who God is, but I want them to know me personally as in humanity. And so I'm going to send my son as the light. And in that light, the wor in his mission was to bring light, giving light to the world. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. I guess we got to stop there and ask ourselves a question because the question is, where do we find life? We, we can find life in the Word. We can find life in the light. Oftentimes we try to find life in other places. We have to ask ourselves where we find it. Why, why do we have to ask ourselves? Because the very next ver verse, he points out, to us, points out to us that that very light that he's talking about was rejected. He says in verse 5, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. In other words, it rejected it. John 10.10, uh, 10, Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. So he gives a description of this world, because everything in this world is trying to kill, steal, or destroy you. It's either trying to steal your peace or kill your joy, or destroy you. But, but he doesn't leave it there. He, he says, in this name of Christ, in, in his, his humanity, he says, but I, I came that they may have life, essence, breath, and to have it more abundantly. And so there's going to be those that are going to reject the very light the name of Jesus. And there's going to be those that are going to accept that very same light. And in verse, verse, verse 12, we'll kind of skip down there, but he shows us that how that light is received. He says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. We're talking about the names of Christ. There's your first name as a child of God. 
you're a child of God. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you understand just a little bit about his deity, if you, if you understand in his humanity he came to die for your sins, then you also have a name in God, and, it's, and, and, and he lists it there for us, and it's to be a child of God. To those who believe in his name. Verse 13. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because we're all born of blood. I mean, there's not, not a one of us here that wasn't born of blood. Or the will of the flesh. Nor of the will of man. But God. You see, we can be a child of God. So, you know, there's two obvious choices. You either reject him or you receive him. You can deny the light or you can receive the light. And so God says, I, the light, Jesus, y'all with me, have extended myself and my love from all eternity, and I'm speaking directly to you. And he speaks through our conscience. He speaks through nature. He speaks through the revelation of the cross. He speaks through his word. And his question for us is, and so how are you going to respond to my light? Are we going to receive it or are we going to reject it? If you've got a Bible, turn with me to John chapter 3 real quick. John chapter 3, verses 19 through 21. I, I want to show you another picture of this. I'm just going to read the scripture. Uh, I'm not going to break it down. But verse... Um, Hmm. Verse 19, let's start there. This is the judgment that the light, there he is again, name of Jesus, has come into the world and men love the darkness, given a description of our state. I, I said I was just going to read it and then I lied automatically, didn't I? Sorry about that. Rather, it's just hard for me. Rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone, here we go, for everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light, so that his deeds may be manifest as having been wrought in God. Why do you say that, Tom? I'm saying because, see, we have two choices. We have a choice to either receive him or we have a choice to reject him. And sometimes that it's very difficult because we are very drawn to him, as you may be this morning. You're drawn to what the word of God, you're drawn to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you, but there's something standing in the way. And what's standing in the way oftentimes is our past. And he says in this verse, because our actions and our deeds and what we've done in the past, we're afraid to do anything with it because we're afraid we're going to be exposed. And you see, the reality of it is we're only going to be exposed to one another because the deity, the sovereignty, and the name of Christ, who is, who, who's, who's Jesus Christ, the Lord, already knows. And so you can't expose yourself to him about what you've done in the past. You only come and expose yourself before him to realize that he is majestic and that he is the only way of salvation. And so it's in, it's in that. It's in who he is. John 1.14, it's the most beautiful picture of all of this together. Most of y'all probably know this verse. And it says, and the word became flesh. The word, there's another name for him, became flesh, speaks of his humanity, and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory. That's his deity. The, the glory is of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, just underline those words right there, full of grace and truth. Why is that? Because in, our, in his deity... 
it's in his deity that we begin to see his humanity. But it's in his humanity that we begin to see his mission. And we begin to see his mission right there in 114. Full of grace and truth. In his name we see his deity. In his names we see his humanity. But in his names we see his mission. But not only do we see his mission, we see our purpose. Look back with me to, to John chapter 1 there. Verse 7. I want to use John, <coughs> the Baptist, as our example. I want you to look at his life because I want you to see this is your mission. This is my mission. This is our purpose. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, this, this is where it begins right here. John 1 verse 7. He says, now he's speaking to John, not speaking about Jesus, speaking to John. He says, he came as a witness, you know, underline that word, to testify about the light so that all might, belong, might believe through him. He wasn't the light, but he came to testify about the light. What was his purpose? The same reason and the same purpose that we should have in our lives, and that is to honor and to glorify God. Jesus' mission was to give us an ex so we could experience his full grace and truth. His grace is his unmerited favor. His grace is what he gave us when he died on the cross for our sins, and so that we could know so that we could put our faith and trust in him and no longer be separated from him. That was his mission. But it's through his mission that we we see his purpose because if our if his mission was to save my soul then my purpose should be to share that with the rest of the world around me and in everything I do honor and glorify him in my life and that's what he mentions Jesus says it another way in Matthew chapter 5 y'all heard this one before verse 14 he says you are a light so now he calls us light and he says you are a light in the world so if you know me, you're going to be light as well. If you don't know me, you're going to be darkness. Kind of goes back to that John 10, 10, 10 thing, right? So, he, you know, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What is that? That's darkness. But I come to give you life. What is life? Well, life is light because that's his names are connected, right? Not only to give you life, he wants to give it to you more abundantly. What is that abundance? That abundance is our purpose. Let's live it out. Let's live it to his fullest. And so in Matthew, he even does it another way. He says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are around. That's kind of simple, isn't it? Don't really have to explain it. We need to be a light. That's what purpose exists, is it not? That's the only reason we're here this morning. I mean, if you, you know, if we weren't here this morning to gather, you know, to you know, say hi, you see each other. We're here for one reason and one reason alone, and that's Jesus. You're here. Listen, you may not want to have, you, you, you may not have wanted to come, but the person that brought you brought you they may not have told you this but they brought you so that I would tell you is that they love you so much that they want you to know who Jesus is that's the only reason they brought you 
Now, they used all kinds of excuses. They threw, you know, oh, man, it's wonderful worship. And them people are great, and they're just so nice. And, you know, they got free food, and they got donuts. I want to know the person that stands back there every Sunday morning and puts all those donut holes in those little bitty containers and put the lid on. That's my hero right there. That's some love for Jesus right there. Simple little fact, but that person, y'all make sure that person knows. I respect them stand back there and put all those donut holes in those little bitty containers. Because I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, man, just throw them out there. They can pick up their own donuts. I, I like mercy sometimes. I'm sorry. But that's why they brought you. That, that's why we're here. That's, that's, and so you see, you see John's pattern here. It was to testify about Jesus. It was to witness to him. Verse 15, John chapter 1. John testified about him and cried out saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. Let's jump out. Well, let's, verse 19. This is a testimony of John. Testimony. He's sharing. Verse 20. And he confessed and, he did, not, and did not deny, but confessed Jesus. What did he confess about Jesus? He confesses that I ain't Jesus. Y'all looking for Jesus, I can point you to Jesus. So in other words, he's saying, look, don't, 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 don't make me Jesus. Don't put me on a pedestal. Let me just point you to him. There's a lot we can learn in that. Because if you're going to be a witness, if you're going to testify, if you're going to confess Christ, those around you are going to want to put you on a pedestal. Don't let you, don't get the big head when they start putting you on the pedestal and don't shrink back because you're afraid, you know, they're going to expect more of you than, than, than what you want to give. The reality of it is the only person that you got to please is Jesus. So don't let them put you on a pedestal. You just tell them, look here, I'm not Jesus. All right? Y'all hang, y'all see me twice a year, sometimes more than that. Sometimes y'all don't even know I'm here. I, I kind of sneak over and critique Dust, D-Mac. And, and he's D-Mac to me. Is he D-Mac to y'all? Is he Pastor Dustin? What is he? D-Mac, he's D-Mac, all right. Uh, and so, I, you know, I'll, I'll sneak in. But, but we're here to testify to who he is, right? So, so, listen, you're putting too much pressure on yourself. He's the life. He's the essence of our life. Where do we find that? We find that in his name. So let's just follow after his name that is in his deity. He's sovereign. He's king. He's the creator of the universe. In his humanity, he is, as verse 29 tells us, he is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It's not about you. It's about him. Let him take the pressure. All right? So you brought your friend this morning. I'm here to tell you, friend, you need Jesus. And so you don't have to feel bad about letting them know that they need Jesus. I'll tell them, you need Jesus. You need to know my Jesus. All right? My Jesus. I don't call him a Jesus. He's my Jesus. Why? Because I know his names. I know him personally that he is the life of my lot in my life, that he is my life. I know that without a shadow of a doubt. And so his purpose was to testify that Jesus was who he said he was, to bear witness to his grace and his truth. And that's what we need this morning. You see, you need his grace. What's his grace mean? You know, grace is just his unmerited favor that he bestows upon us. Truth. Truth is a hard thing to find in our day and time. But if you don't believe in truth, and if you don't have an absolute truth in your life, then you have nothing to stand on. Because the whole world will shake you apart. Your own mind will shake you apart. you got to have something you'll stand on. Well, I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you this morning, he is, that's another one of his names. He is truth. He's truth. 
And so it's in that grace, it's in his, who he is, his truth, that we need him. That's what the names of Jesus mean. He made history. We have named all those names while ago. I can't think of any name that means more than just one name than Jesus. I don't, I don't say anything. As we, we all know who, there's only one Jesus, right? There's only, there, there's only one that goes by that name. But every name points to his deity and his humanity and his mission. So here's my question. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Here's my question for you. It's kind of takeaway. I like takeaways. What does the name of Jesus mean to you? Who is he? Is he just a nice guy? Is he a good story? Is he your savior? When you think of Jesus, what do you think about him? What do you think about his attitude and his actions? His character and his integrity. What about his compassion that he showed the world? To, to you in your life, who is, who is Jesus? The other question is this. What's your name? Let's ask a little bit harder question. What's your name point to? If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior this morning, like I said, I want you to know, I want you to meet my Jesus. And in a minute, there's going to be some care team partners, and they're going to be over here against this wall, I think. And they'll be glad to share with you. And they'll be glad to pray with you and whatever the need is that you have in your life. But if you're here this morning and you came in this morning saying that I know the names of Jesus and that I am that, I am a child of God. Then the question that we have to ask ourselves, because I want to I I encourage you, I, I want to challenge you is, what does your name point to? You see, it's not, it's not enough for me just to get up here and point to the name of Jesus. What's important is when you leave this place today and you are a child of God, what does your name point to? Can, can, can those that you love see Jesus in you? Can those that hate you see Jesus in you? What, what, what's your name? Does, does your name, I mean, who are you? More importantly than that, whose are you? What, what do your actions and your character and your integrity and your compassion, what does it point to? Because you see, above all, and above all his names, his name is King. Jesus is Lord. Y'all heard that said before. There's no greater name than the name of Jesus. This morning, I want you to know my name. I want you to know my Jesus. And I pray that when we leave this place today, that we have a greater appreciation of his name. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, we just come to you this morning. Thank you for opening our minds, for sharing your word. 
Now, God, continue to open our hearts. Holy Spirit, you draw us to you. God, your word tells us that anyone who does not receive Christ, anyone that rejects him will never experience his love. Anyone who does receive him will experience his salvation full of grace and truth. I know you may be sitting here this morning, and I don't, uh, I don't pretend to know what you're going through. I don't know what's on your heart and your mind. I don't know what your struggles look like. I don't know how empty you feel. I do know this, there's always enough grace because there's always enough Jesus. And so before you leave this place today, I pray, as I finish praying here in just a moment and as we stand, that you will search out one of the care team over to the wall to your left. I know there'll be others getting up, those that are preparing for the next service. You can just blend right in with them. But if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, it's very simple. I didn't get to that verse. I was going to read it this morning. But, but John 3.16, he, he lets us know and he, he shows us and he, he tells us plainly and simply that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes, whoever trusts in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I have an eternal name. Jesus. I pray that you would make that decision your first priority this morning. And if you do know him, celebrate him. Celebrate being a child of God. And let the world know the glory that, that, that you behold before him and share that with the world around you. Father, as we come before you, I pray that we would not be intimidated by those around us, that we would not look to what others think of us, that it doesn't matter what the man with the microphone, where he's looking or what he's saying, but all that matters is as we stand before you. That you are the grace and the truth. You're the hope. You are the peace. You are our all in all. You're all we need. And may we come to terms with that this morning. Some of us need to accept you as our personal Savior. Some of us just need to remember whose you are and who you are in our lives and glorify you and thank you. Because when we could not see you directing us and instructing us and protecting us and providing for us, you were there. And glory to you, our King for leading and guiding us and let us just show our appreciation to you in all that you've done for us by living our lives for the name of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.